I was prepared to pitch if I needed to, and I, I wasn't really expecting it because Bailey's a great pitcher. But I knew there could be a possibility if something just happened to go wrong, like it can always happen. Um, so I was ready to go in. Once I first got in, I was a little nervous because I was like, oh, not warmed up. Um, but then after the first batter, I started like getting more into the routine, and then I warmed up in between innings, and I just felt more confident. coming in and we just had to have that mentality that we could beat them if we all played to the best of our abilities and we just maintained confidence. We all had the 0-0 mindset throughout the game and I think that really helped us. Hello everybody and welcome once again to Inside the Circle, your weekly dose of high school softball in Connecticut and it is state championship weekend. We have all of our four finalists are set and what can you say say about this final? This is, this is exactly how we had it from the start of the season. We knew what we were talking about all along. The teams we thought were going to be here are here. And uh, I, I guess there's no point in playing the, the finals. We all know who's going to win. And I, I don't know. <laughs> Whatever. I'm your host, Sean Patrick Bowley, alongside my co-host, Ryan Lacey. Ryan, this is exactly how we, fit, how we wanted this or how we thought this was going to end up. Oh yeah, totally, totally. That's exactly right. All right, well, that's oh, the end of the podcast. Wild, yeah, what a wild postseason we've had. I mean, it took. It only felt like yesterday that we were, you know, complaining about the rain midway through the season and waiting for things to pick up, and then they picked up halfway through the season. They got you know fun during the playoffs, and now during the state tournaments, it's just gone off the rails. Yeah, and I, I, at the top of the show, we heard uh, Sophia DiCoco of uh, NFA, not Bailey Como, but Sophia DiCoco, who shut the door down on on Cheshire to, to send NFA to its first state championship game since 2007 in an absolutely just an, an epic performance. And just you couldn't write a, a better story about that. And we also heard from East Haven pitcher Victoria Heafy, who's been lights out in this tournament talking about her team's victory over number one St. Joseph and getting to the state championship game with an 11 to nothing victory over Brookfield. And we'll get to that in a second, but back to NFA Bailey Como goes down. She just gave them a, a four of the, excuse me, NFA, a four, four to one lead or thereabouts. And then she got hit in the hand or the pitching arm with a line drive. And in comes a junior Sophia DeCoco, who's like, I was ready to pitch, but she's nervous. This is a big moment for NFA, and they shut the door down. They head to the final, and wow. I mean, you were there. Uh, what can you say about that story? Yeah, I mean, when Como gets hit, I, at least I was thinking, like, here we go again for NFA. They've been snake bitten these last few years, running into great teams, losing heartbreakers, and this was just felt like another bad break for them. Yeah. You even texted the... me that much. You're like, yeah, this is it. Yeah, Here comes I th- Cheshire. I thought it was over. Yeah, and it's Cheshire. Cheshire mounted so many crazy comebacks this year. These are the games they always find ways to win. But apparently, you know, NFA had another ace up their sleeve. But um, just maybe a different look. I, I honestly thought, and the Cheshire, uh, Cheshire coach, Christine Dress, didn't really sort of agree with this. I was just curious to, you know, hear what you thought, how – they were about to see Bailey for the third time, and then that's usually when they make their move. Yeah, and that and and that's when they made their move last year against her. And you know, Juditis, who's probably one of the only you know players who can hit a ball that hard to you know, hurt someone's arm that much. But like, I just thought like, all right, they're going to start hitting the ball hard. And then all of a sudden, when DeCoco comes in, she had them totally off balance. They were popping up and grounding out like crazy, and. Just it was really quickly. They she was not threatened at all. It was very interesting. Yeah, no, fascinating. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, that's usually when Cheshire makes its move. Once they see a pitcher a few times, they usually make their move late in the game, and and they got a beat on what the timing is and all that good stuff. Uh, so I mean, if Christine says that's not wasn't a factor, okay. I mean, you know, she knows her team better than us. Oh yeah, definitely. But but um, but I you know I thought that was fascinating. That's a, usually a point, especially with a with a, a young pitcher. 
I mean, relatively young, you know, one who hasn't really pitched a whole heck of a lot because she's got a, you know, an all-state caliber player in front of her. But uh, that was, I thought, just a, you know, you couldn't write a better story for NFA. You could hear, uh, you know, uh, uh, Brian Burdick about just absolutely thrilled about his team um, coming back and getting to that first day. But we had him on a few weeks ago, and, and I remember thinking to myself, I, there's just no way, man. I mean, you got Cheshire <laughs> there. You, know, you got Cheshire. You got the, all those teams. And, and it, but NFA, great. Well, I thought was one of the better stories of uh, of the uh, of the semifinal week. But I mean, you know. You know, they're going to end up playing a Southington team in the Class Double L final. But, you know, I'm going to quickly jump over to Class L where the best story, perhaps one of the best stories. I mean, I was on the uh, the cross podcast earlier. I think Wilton is a tremendous story, 1-7 and seven to the state championship game. But how about East Haven? East Haven. We, we I think it opened it up. I think we talked about it last week. It opened up when they lost this oh, – they, excuse me, when they, they shut down – defending champ St. Joseph. And at that point, you were like, well, I mean, they're riding a wave now, and they're probably going to get the final. And they just absolutely bombarded Brookfield to get to the yeah. state championship game. And Yeah, that was like batting practice for them. It was unbelievable how hard they hit the ball. I mean, I think they had 15 or 16 hits. They easily could have had more. I mean, we should have saw this. Not we should have saw this coming, but they beat North Haven and Amity during the regular season. They beat NFA during the regular season. They didn't make the SEC playoffs because, again, you know, because yeah. of this ridiculous scheduling that just does not make any sense having to play all these <laughs> games twice. And, you know, who knows what would happen if they got into that. But obviously the extra time, you know, worked wonders for them. So, And they've had a really difficult road to get here. You know, beating hand St. Joe's to start the tournament where Class L's usually been on the weaker side. Same with baseball too, really, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, so just to have that, you know, tough of a road to get here with a young team too. A lot of their a lot of their contributors are sophomores, so and freshmen and a couple of freshmen too. So they they are just they are white hot. <laughs> How about their pitcher Tori Heavy? I mean, jeez. Yeah, I mean she. I mean a one hitter against Brookfield, but just the obviously the performance over St. Joe's, even though we talked about it last week, that's just the one you know that that just stands out as remarkable given the circumstances and what she was going up against there. Yeah. And now it becomes, can they complete this magical carpet ride to the state championship uh, against, you know, the defending champs? I think that's a really good story. We, we didn't get St. Joseph uh, Massick, but we got East Haven Massick. And I think that's pretty, pretty good. Uh, Cause just considering the way that East Haven's been playing, I mean, you might as well play the best, best team, the way the best team's playing right now. I think that's going to be a tremendous matchup and we'll get to that in a second, but that's going to be a tremendous matchup. Uh, I don't know your thoughts. Oh uh, yeah, no, it's, it should be great. I mean, this is this could be the you know toughest game Massachusetts had all season. Yeah, really. you mentioned I mean, besides, that in your story. besides their loss. Yeah, besides their loss to St. Joseph, obviously, but they just have not been tested that much. But they've been tested the last couple rounds by Bristol Eastern and then North Haven. So, though, just the way East Haven's playing right now, I mean, this could be an interesting one. But maybe you know we talk about a little later about what you know what much might trouble East Haven in this game. Right, and then uh, moving quickly down to Class M, the Class M finalists that you have Seymour, of course. I mean, I'm not. Is anyone shocked that Seymour is here, even after all the up and down season they had? Uh, is anyone shocked Seymour is here? I am not. Uh, they they beat Notre Dame Fairfield. Notre Dame Fairfield team. If you want to talk about young teams, they are one of them. Um, they only had one senior, and uh, for them, Notre Dame to get this far was pretty good. But Seymour does what Seymour does, and that's just go to the state championship and and compete for a state championship yeah and they showed their medal against notre dame i feel like their inexperience might have caught them there they made i think four errors and left a ton of runners on base you know against adamo so just maybe a year too soon for them and uh i'm not surprised because i picked them but um, they definitely had a great accomplishment to get back to the final right and then they're going to be playing a waterford team which you know waterford one of those schools that has multiple teams in uh in the state championship weekend for spring um and, uh, you know, Waterford crushed Granby uh, to get to the final, and they're going to be facing the Seymour team. That's, you know, you know, if you're going to win a state championship, in, in especially here in M, you mean you got to go through Seymour at some point, and here they are playing for a state title here. This pretty remarkable run. I think we kind of pegged it, though, but pretty remarkable run for, for, uh, for Waterford to get here. Yeah, they're crushing everyone, and they they were up ten nothing on Granby inside the third inning, which is just a, you know just kind of a statement in itself. And they lost to Griswold in their you know their league semifinals, but besides that, they've just been so on fire. And their only losses are to like Seymour, NFA, and Griswold. So they're they're just a they're just a really talented team. 
Yeah, they're not bad. And we actually mentioned that Burrow is this is the cousin, not cousin. The okay. Sister. Good digging. Uh, I actually asked uh, Mike Demar of the New London Day when I was up at the Waterford baseball game. Waterford baseball also in the state championship game. They're in Class L. They're going to be facing. Uh, I forget off. Oh, Berlin. Uh, but that's that's baseball. Uh, you can listen to high and tight for that stuff. So you got uh, Seymour and Waterford, another intriguing game. And then, you know, at the bottom, we have uh, kind of two I mean, relatively unknowns. We have Coggenshaw sitting there playing against Co- Summers in a in a state. I mean, Coggenshaw's been there before. I don't know what Summers' story is. I, mean, I don't remember talking about them at all. So that's a tremendous job for them get, to get into the state final. Yeah, their first ever one. That's the only um, softball team playing this weekend that's making their first finals appearance. A lot of other traditional powerhouses, you know, sort of getting back to the finals, but their first final. And I mean, I don't know, like they're, they've had a pretty soft run here to the final, whereas Cog and Chogs really had to, you know, the last, especially the last two rounds, have had to, you know, really dig deep and get wins against good schools. So I'll be kind of curious to see how Somers fares. I mean, they didn't, they didn't make the final four for the, you know, the NCCC up there either. So I'm just curious to see if this run, you know, against softer competition will sort of translate against a, you know, a real tough team that played a good schedule in a pretty good league, you know, there with Coggenshock. Right. Well, how about Coggenshock coming back and, and, and knocking off Holy Cross? That's no, that's no small thing there. That's, that was impressive. We knew that bracket was going to be tough because he had St. Paul. It was going to be either St. Paul or Holy Cross, that, that one of those top part of that top bottom bracket faced. And they they were they were down and they came flying back to uh, yeah down three runs in the set they were down three runs going into the seventh and that that's that's crazy that was the only that was the only really drama late inning drama in all of these semifinals last year it felt like almost every game had that but this was the one that really had that yeah they came up with a two run hit to you know give them the win there it was the top of the seventh because uh, Holy Cross uh, they were the home yeah. Holy Cross was the home team because they have the higher seed, but yeah, just a you know just a great story for them. They're they're so they're so traditionally strong. Also, they're I just did the the previews for the finals, and they've been you know in the finals a bunch in their history. I think yep. they've won eleven state championships. Is that yeah, right? Yeah, they're they're yeah they're up there as far as like great softball. I mean, you don't hear a whole heck of a lot about them. You know, they have the face like the North Brantfords of the, of the world and everything, but uh, but you know they're consistently. Coggenshaw consistently in there for you know it's the pride of Durham they're you know it's hard for a lot of those teams a small school team to win and then you get the softball team is just consistently there and that's right. that's, that's, that's just a tremendous job of them uh, joining us in, in a moment here uh, we're going to break down all the, uh, the the championship games and joining us we, we couldn't think of a better guest than uh, bringing on Mr. Softball himself. He's been around forever. He's been, I think he's coached at every every school in the state at some point. He's run AAU programs. He's run, you know, all this stuff. It's going to be Neil Swanchak, of course. I remember when he was at Amity uh, back in the day, and, and now he was, this year, he was helping out uh, Nick Delizio at North Brantford, and he's he's a guy who gets around. He goes to all these softball games. You see him on Twitter. He was the guy who, was, who told everybody that St. Joseph had lost to East Haven, so we're going to be excited to bring him on. But just an overall take a step back and take a, take a look. I mean, your thoughts on just the finals overall. We have – well, actually, let me, let me quickly say when they all are. They, they break them up. It's a little different than baseball, which plays one on Friday night and three on Saturday. The softball plays – that's all at one site. In softball, they go – they play two games. Uh, they do two Friday games and they do two Saturday games, both at different sites. So you only have one game at one site on a Saturday. You can't see two games at once unless you want to drive. They space it out where you can almost drive up from Stratford to uh, to to West Haven. I think actually, let me think here. Where are we? Um, God, I got this. Here we go. Um, yeah. So on Saturday. Uh, you, you start off with Class M at West Haven, 1 o'clock, Seymour versus Waterford. And then uh, on Saturday eve- well, I was the evening, on Saturday afternoon, uh, three hours later, is the start of the NFA Southington Class double game at DeLuca Field in Stratford. So it's a quick ride down 95, only a few exits, depending on what traffic is like on Saturday. Yeah, um, It's tight. It's a tight window. So if you get an extra inning game, there's no way you're going to be able to at M. You're just, you're going to miss part of the class double L game at least, but you can at least in theory do it. And on a Friday night, both playing at the same time, there's just no way you have East Haven and Massac. They're playing at uh, DeLuca field seven o'clock on Friday night. And then on uh, at class S 
is going to be playing at West Haven, Coggin Tribe versus Summit. So just take a quick step back. What do you think of our finalists? Um, it's been a, a winding road for these teams, and they've all they've all had their moments where they looked vulnerable at you know different points of the season. But to just, especially the, I guess I would sort of put Class Double L and M into this. You know, each round had its own story, and there were no very simple games for either of these teams. Uh, thinking of NFA Southington and, you know, and Seymour and Waterford. I know Waterford, they got a, you know, a little bit of an easier ride, but just to make it to the finals, obviously incredible amidst the chaos, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Like these are the teams that sort of survived. They were the last team standing after a lot of other, you know, teams weren't able to do so. Yeah. No, I, I, I just find it fascinating that uh, number one, we don't have Massac St. Joe and yeah, you know, how about no, uh, how about I mean, other than East Haven, we don't have Cheshire, we don't have an Amity. We, I'm shocked Trumbull is not here. Uh, Sovington, who has been, you know, kind, of, they've been in the top ten all year. Um, there's not a whole like a, a, you know, it wasn't like a vintage Southington team. It wasn't one that mowed everybody down. It just kind of no. did its thing and and uh, you know, defeating Trumbull in that final, doing a nice job there and getting back. I mean, there was a, it wasn't that long ago that Southington was dominating the uh, the sport and it's. So it's not a shock, I should say, that they're here. No, not at all. But like you just said, they they did not blow everyone out. They were just they just found ways to win every time. They are, oh, so many close wins they had this year, but they they made it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No Hanchuk, no Amity, no Cheshire. How many teams? So you have Massac from the top ten. Who else? Southington. NFA got their back in there at the end of the season, right? And that's it, right? Those are the only top ten teams that are in the finals. Uh, yeah, that's true. That's a good call. I didn't even think of that. And that sort of leads me into this. You know, we've gone back and forth on this the last couple of weeks. Where do you think number one? So if Massac wins, they'll be number one. Yeah. That's pretty safe. I think that's what happens if safe. they don't? Is it whoever wins NFA Southington? I think so. Yeah. I think you have to go that route. I don't think you can do, but you can't put East Haven there, right? No. No, I mean, no. I, I mean, they didn't even get in their league tournament. However, you know, they, they probably, they obviously should have, but they didn't. And yeah. at least NFA won the won ACCs, their, yeah. Yeah. I mean, Southington, I mean, I don't know how they do their league up there. But, they don't. Right. They don't have a tournament, but, you know, do they get a, do they, do they win their division? Like, I don't know how. Yeah, they won a division, I think. Yeah. So, and but they didn't, they were not the top team from their league either. Correct. So. That's true. That, but it is it's Southington. If, if Southington finishes this off, they'll be twenty two and three. Yep. You know they'll probably be number two behind Massac. Yeah, that's that's obviously. Yeah, they would need. And then Mas- after that, whatever. Yeah, they would have yeah, after that. Yeah, Lauren Card gone. I mean, that was an interesting game. What? Well, well, how about that game? You know, how about the, you? You wrote about it in your story. It, it was Massac just just legged out grounders all, all. I mean, here no ball left the infield yet they're scoring eight runs. Barely. I only think one ball left the infield during that entire inning that wasn't caught, and it was this. It was the two run hit by Prosick. Other than that, it was just ground balls to this, to the right side that they were just going home on instead of going to first because I think they were worried that they weren't going to hit Shebe at all. I thought I felt like they thought every run was the game. And if they just sort of made the simple plays that they'd made all year, because obviously their defense is incredible, it, the game could have played out much differently. I just mm. felt like if if you didn't know the score and you just watched each at bat, North Haven hit the ball just as hard, if not harder, than Massick. But they just they just it one. I I'd imagine that these sort of mistakes add up. Where if you make one, then you're sort of like on tilt a little, and yeah. you know they sort of come in bunches or whatever. And Massick's speed makes you do that too. I wasn't trying to put it on North Haven like Massick's probably the fastest team and they were especially at the top of their lineup and they can sort of force teams into that and that's how i'm curious you know against east haven which is a young team if they do that again you know how are they gonna how's east haven gonna react to that yeah well like you said you just try to make the plays like don't overthink it try and get them out at first base you know and if they score uh you know while you're doing it so be it you know, Man. I mean, if you you got to swing the bats, you got to you know, score some runs, and you know, like I I don't know, uh, that I, I thought that was just fascinating, just the way that whole game broke down. When I was looking at the score, I'm like, well, I'm thinking in my head, I see eight nothing. I'm thinking of home runs. I'm thinking of all, you know, I'm thinking of like bases clearing doubles and and, and crazy stuff like that, or maybe a, like a three base error, as softballs often want to do. But uh, right, um, 
So that was interesting. How about um, last thing? How about Meg McFarlane getting on Sports Center number two? Yeah, num- yeah, number two. Uh, I mean, <laughs> those softball fence. fences are pretty forgiving. To be fair, like they're not that tall and they're pretty malleable. But how many diving catches has she made in her career? Just yeah. is really what the, is really what the point is. I mean, just yeah. so remarkable. I've seen it like three times. I wasn't even at the SWC final where she probably made her best catch that wasn't technically a catch or whatever against Notre yeah. Dame, but. Just a great. It was you know, a catch. Yeah, yeah, sure, for sure, a catch. So, I mean, just a great, um, just a great defensive player, and obviously, she, I mean, she hit close to five hundred or something. So, just a special, you know, talent. Yeah. And it was. It's always cool when you get the look. You know, when the local kids like sort of get that recognition. Just, it's fun for them. You know, they enjoy it. That kind of thing. I'm just mad I wasn't there to get it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah ditto <laughs> yeah i mean i mean yeah you were but you were in kind of like a an odd spot um which is you know tough so uh but you can see it i mean uh, I, the channel eight was there and then cd sports now is there we put the cd sports now one on, on our uh on the story um so i thought that was cool you know and obviously you know meg playing you know playing for a state championship again the night before now this time her dad's in it so that he's got to go to bed early after they, uh, you know, after that game come whatever happens, you know, then the, the whole McFarland clan will be over at uh, Palmer Field the next day to uh, to uh, to watch the Staples go for a state championship. But yeah, it was nice to see that Jack had enough pull with the CIAC to make sure they yeah. didn't play on the same day. That's that cool. I think it just worked out that way. I think it, it, they did play. They did. They did. They, <laughs> they did play the, the the Friday night before. And they always do that with softball. They put the two games. On Friday, and they go Saturday. I mean, I don't mind it so much because it's hard getting everything covered on Saturday. So one less game is not that bad for for us sports reporters. But I like the idea of having like a one game site or one place uh, site for a final. But you know, whatever. You think softball could get away with it because the games are shorter? I mean, if basketball basketball could do it, I mean, it's not like softball games are longer than basketball too too much longer, but. Um, yeah, yeah. The final was on Friday night last year. I was, I was just kidding. Yeah, no. It's just, it's just the uncertainty that we've gone through so many years of Deluca Field completely re- mucking up the works. Yeah, like just because of of a passing thunderstorm, and the next thing you know, we got to postpone. So I think this is the CIC's way of being like, let's make sure we can space it out. If West Haven needs to handle a few more games on a Saturday, they can. So uh, and they're always ready to go. So I, you can always play at West Haven too. I don't I don't know why they don't do that, but whatever. That's neither here nor there. So let let's go break down all these uh, these cheese uh, these state finals. We're gonna bring Neil Swanchak on right now. Joining us on the show to talk about all these great state finals is, of course, Mr. Softball himself. At least I, I call him that. He is everywhere. He is coached everywhere. He's been in the state final, coaching the state final like twenty out of. 20, 26 years or something crazy like that, like that has been part of championships. Amity, he's been at Seymour, he's been at Laurel, he was at North Brantford this year. I mean, he, and he, of course, runs the Connecticut Charmers gold team for the better part of a quarter century. And he is, of course, Neil Swanchak. Neil, coach, how you doing? Thanks for joining us. Thank you very much for having me, gentlemen. A pleasure to be here. Oh, yeah. Well, nobody knows softball like you in this state. You are everywhere. I see you on Twitter. You're the guy, I was just telling Ryan, that alerted everybody to the East Haven and defeated St. Joseph. And we were all like, what? Uh, no one else went to that game. But thanks for, for uh, keep, keeping us updated on that. And what do you think of this tournament, Coach? Uh, what? It's been not exactly what we thought when we started the season, huh? Well, you know what? I, I, I think what happened here was that parity uh, reared its ugly head more than everybody thought this year. Um, I, I think everybody had it right that teams want the teams in the top ten were the correct teams. Make no, make no doubt about it. The teams that were there were supposed to be there. But what happened was is that everybody else caught up with everybody. And if you could probably could have taken, now that you know, you could have taken the top eight or top nine and put them in a – Put them in a top eight tournament every weekend and picked out and, and would have had a different winner the way this wound up. Yeah, yeah, I just I'm stunned about a few of these. I mean, I, some of them are legacy programs. You have, you know, your Southingtons. No one should ever be shocked that Southington gets there. And I mean, NFA's been around long. I mean, I was I am kind of stunned they were able to get in there uh, with their backup pitcher uh, after Bailey Coma got hurt. Uh, so that was a little bit of a surprise. But you know, they they've, they've been a pretty good program over the years. The one I'm just completely flabbergasted about is, is East Haven. Like, where did this team come from, Coach? 
Well, let, let me just say this. We played East Haven at the beginning of the year with uh, North Brantford, and we beat them 15 to 11. So that tells you where this, where this year is going, okay? Um, but just, 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 re- just remember, um, at the beginning of the year where it's 40 degrees out, uh, pe- people, are, people barely can't hold the ball and whatever, things like that do happen. But give, it, but give, Eddie, give Eddie and Jeff credit, yeah. okay? They were 0 for 3 to start the season. And guess what? They had a lot of young kids. And as the season progressed, as the season progressed, they just corrected corrected all the things that they had to do. The team is young; they got better. And guess what? It's like I'm sorry, it's like in the NCAA tournament. You want you want a team that's hot going into the tournament, not a team that started off good at the beginning of the year and sort of flanned out a little. Yeah. It was just it's just chemistry. It just went the right way. How about did you this? see that in them when that when that happened? You know, the first game of the season. Did you ever think like they have some special potential there? Or? I, I said this much. I said if the Heafy, if the Heafy kid could throw, start throwing well. I mean, they 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 made a few errors. They they just had growing pains, and after the growing pains went away, they took off like a rocket ship. And right. give it, give them, give them all the credit. Did I think they were going to beat? Did I think they were going to beat St. Joe's? Uh, I don't think so. But after the third inning, I said I was watching this game, and I'm saying. Uh, you know what? If St. Joe's lets them hang around, there's going to be trouble here. <laughs> what is Tori Heafy? Uh, you know, you saw her. Did you see her begin? Did she pitch against you at the beginning of the year? Yeah, uh, she came in in relief, I think, against us. And I mean, you know, she threw well. I mean, it was just like the wind was blowing out about 25 miles an hour. Mm-hmm. That's why it was 15 to 11. <laughs> you know, they they could have won the game. They made a, a base running mistake in extra innings, which would have won them the game. But hey, that's softball. But, yeah. but, uh you know, it's just give give him a lot of credit. He he's they're great good coaches out there. They got a young pitcher that came along very very well, and everybody gelled behind him. Is, is there anything that she might have been doing that you when you saw her against St. Joseph that that, that you know stuck out that maybe she improved upon or, or what do you think she she's been able to she, go ahead? Well, here's what she here's what she did. She just got better, and she she did what every good softball pitcher has to do nowadays. She kept them off balance. Mm. She threw a changeup. She threw a changeup when she had to. She kept the ball away from the good hitters when she had to. And guess what? She struck gold. That's exactly what she had to do against St. Joe's. Well, speaking of which, uh, so they're going to play a Massac team, which you know Ryan and I were just talking before we, you joined us, and uh, you know they didn't do anything fancy against North Haven, um, but they're just speed on the base path really kind of like forced the issue there and. North Haven might not have known where to go with the ball, and they, you know they maybe might have been trying a little bit too much. But I mean, uh, I'm, uh, have you seen Massick this year? And you know, how do you feel like they they match up with East Haven? Yeah, I've I've, I've seen Massick. Uh, the Prozic kids place Prozic place for me in the summer. Mm. Um, but one, one, once once again, this is a group of veteran people that know how to win. They have good coaching. They go out and do what they need to do every game. They make defensive plays. And guess what? Um, they, they deserve to be here. And uh, um, certainly, listen, because of all this experience and whatnot, should they be favored to win the game? Yes. But do me a favor. Eliminate, eliminate East Haven at your own peril. <laughs> <laughs> Just how much does Massic speed you know, ha- make other teams make mistakes, I guess? How much does it cause trouble? Listen, speed speed kills, as you all know. I, I mean, technically, I'd rather have seven kids in the lineup that can run you to death other than five that can hit a solo home run. Um, speed just forces you to make defense. It forces you to make plays. It hurries it hurries your defense. One thing leads to another, and the next thing it's like a shark frenzy. Next thing you know, you've got the bases loaded, no outs, and you say, well, what the heck happened here? Do, do you want to make a, a give, put yourself out there, or you just want to give a little analysis? <laughs> you want to say who wants to win or what? Well... <laughs> Um, I'll give, I will, I will give the edge, I will give the edge to, uh, Masick. Mm-hmm. Um, once again, um, because of all the experience they have here, this will be the first time with some of the younger kids for East Haven there. And a lot of times, you know, the experience will win out because it is some of the younger kids for East Haven's first time there. Once again, if, 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 if Tory throws the game, he's supposed to throw, I, I'll give Massick the edge. Yeah. How about Meg McFarlane, huh? Making Sports Center. Look at that. That's great for us, huh? Great for a little Connecticut well, softball. 
you know, once 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 again, that's why they're as good as they are. Everybody yeah. plays well. They got an outfield. They got an outfield that shags ball. An outfielder fielder not real. Not, not uh, uh, they they don't care if they dive or not. They're just willing to make the plays, and uh, it's a mark of a real good team. Yeah. Uh, how about let's let's move down the class. I mean, you've seen Coggins. I mean, obviously, uh, I don't know how much we all know about Summers, but uh, you know what? What's let's break down uh, the class S here. Um, Coggins with a really nice comeback win over Holy Cross. That's no small feat as we discussed uh and they just seem to win seem to be in the championship every year yeah cognitive is just one of one of those programs um you know they're a class as they're a class as standout and i don't i don't mean that in any other light they've, they've got a real good program over the years and they always do um the pitcher over there the you know the pitchers the, the pitchers over is is she's good they have uh you know Martino and they've got eight kids behind them that just play solid defense and they and they do what they have to do as far as as far as Samish goes, listen, I, I just know I, I I looked them up a couple times and I saw that they played Valley in our thing and uh, they got beat eight to five against Billis, who's a real good Division mm. One pitcher. So what does that what does that say? Can they play? I will say absolutely. Um, but you know, once again, I don't know much about that conference, but a couple of games that they did play give them a puncher's chance, and I shouldn't even say that because I, you know, if you're good enough to make it to the finals, you you, you know, you got more of a puncher's chance. But I, I would favor Coggenshaw because of their pitching, and uh, they they just play very very solid right through the game. Yeah, they seem like they, and then that's a lot of good karma, you know, coming back from a, a deficit with in, late in a game like that against Holy Cross, which is, you know, beforehand had won three straight titles before losing last year. So, you know, that, that's a great job by them. Uh, so you, you so you give the edge to Coggenshaw. I'll give the edge to Coggenshaw right. there. Yep. All right, let's go. Let's go to your boys, uh, Kenny. Uh, Kenny was having some time. You know, his team wasn't exactly mowing them down in the NBL, but somehow they, uh, you know, they they survive this gauntlet and they and they get the final. I mean, it, it wouldn't be a, a, a softball championship without Seymour in it. So uh, you know, what do you think of this year's Cats? Well, once once again. Uh, very well coached, um, and and I think what happened this year was that um, you know everybody just caught up with them a little bit. Yeah. You know, everybody just got good in the league, and uh, you know uh, the games they played against Oxford. Uh, you know, you needed blood pressure medicine to some, in some of the games that <laughs> they came back. They came back and they came back and won three times in a row, and everybody had them for dead. But that's what they do. That's Seymour. That's what they are. That's what they do. They fight for seven innings. Pitching is good couple of hitters that hit the ball and if you make an error or let them hang around this is what's going to happen so they very deserving to be back there very deserving yeah i mean i saw him against that saint paul uh, like i thought that was a tremendous game in the nvl semifinals they're the one that they won that sent him to the final and um you know they made a lot of great defensive plays there i mean they just they just know how to play softball and seymour there's just no two ways about it i mean they they just know how to, i mean it may not be his vintage team but uh, you know the two pitchers you know whenever they need a situation they change it up i mean I, you know, I wouldn't be shocked to see them. I mean, they got some great hitters too. I mean, geez, who else? Who's there? Yeah, uh, yep. Morgan Tidosio. Yeah, yeah Morgan. Tidosio, right? Tidosio is a good hitter. Uh, Becca Becca Johnson's uh, Alyssa, Alyssa Johnson has come along as a good hitter. Mm. Uh, the kid I think has proved improved much this year is uh, Kirby uh, Kobe Serwitz, a catcher. Oh yeah. Uh, she played she played lights out this year. She really she she really did. Uh, Molly Adamo, the pitcher. I mean, they can hit the they can hit the ball one through nine, and like I said before, let them hang around. Uh, J.C. Cotillo came in to uh, right field, played a good outfield for him, and it's it's just Seymour Ball. That's what it is. Every year, it's Seymour Ball. Yeah, yeah Haverstrad also had a good year for them as well. Haverstrad had a very very good year, very good year. In fact, uh, you know, the one two three hitting there for for Seymour was. Uh, uh, was right where it should be. Seems like Haverstadt always came up and, and had to get a clutch hit, and she delivered. So kudos to her. What do you think? <clears throat> excuse me, coach. What do you think about the you know the usually softball is just so dominated by the one pitcher, but you know Seymour seems to be you know able to use two of them. Like, what do you think of that dynamic? And you know, do you prefer to use well, the one, or or if you have another one who's just as good, you throw him in there? I mean, I don't know what. Well. Going going back to softball a few years ago, you only had one dominant pitcher, and that's that's the way it was. Yeah. Um, the use the use of the use of two pitchers now, it it, it it's good. It can take pressure off your you know it, off one of the starters, 
um, who doesn't have to throw 23 games a year. Mm. Split them up, nine games, whatnot. If the other one, like Molly, can play the outfield, then that's fine. Molly plays the outfield, and you get another bat in the lineup. But yeah. it's good to have it's good to have two pitchers. It, it, nowadays, it is good to have two pitchers. But if you got one, or let me give you an example. When you when you I'm not, go ahead. I don't want to go to the NFA game yet, but that's 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 another that's another. Hit. But it's nice to have two pitchers. Yeah. It really is. It helps. Well, we we can actually jump. So, who do you think? I mean, I I know you can't pick against your your boy uh, Ken over there. I mean, I'm sure you give them an edge there, but uh, they're playing a Waterford team. Would, what, what can you say about Waterford? I I would I would just say this: uh, Waterford at the beginning of the year when I when I saw them, they were okay. When I saw Waterford against Granby, I said, "Well, haven't we come a long way?" <laughs> um, and I don't mean it, and I don't mean it that way. I will say this though. If you think that it's going to be ten to one this time, you—I've got some oceanfront property in Kansas. You can buy. <laughs> it's not yeah. going to be ten to one. No, it sounds like it's because going to be... both these. Go ahead. Well, both of these both of these pitchers better know that they they, they better ch- throw some off speed pitches because both these teams can hit the ball a mile. Yeah, I was going to ask. Do you think this could be the highest scoring of all four of the finals potentially? <laughs> It, it has the potential. Listen, it has the potential to be eleven to ten, but it also has the potential to be three to two, four to three, something like that. If you know things go that uh, adjustments or whatever it could be, they're two very, very, very good teams. Let's uh, let's jump over to to Class Double L, and uh, you know we didn't really talk a hell heck of a lot about Southington. You know they 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 lost a couple games here and there that you may go okay, well they're okay. I mean. I guess there was the Bristol Eastern one where they, where they, it was a, you know, they, they got rained out and it was an official game, but uh, you know, for them to be Trumbull and and to get here to get back here, that's a pretty good job by Davina and her girls. Just remember one thing about Southington: they're, they're, they're like Seymour. The you know, uh, Southington was always hanging out at the queens of softball in the area, and for and for a very very good reason. Just remember one thing: this is the youngest team that Davina's had in a while. Mm. And they came, they came through once again, played the way they needed to do, improved, improved, improved at every position, and here's where we are. We're in the game against uh, the semis against Trumbull, and they, they played very well. They played very well. They're, just, they're very deserving to where they're going because, hey, the youth in Southington wants to play, and they grew, they grew every week to every game that they played, and look at where they are now. I detect a theme no here. I detect no a theme here, Coach. You know, it's how you play at the end of the season that matters, not how you play at the beginning, right? That's very basically. good. Yeah, very, <laughs> I'm learning. I'm learning. Any, it's, not well, where you are, it's not where you are April 1st. It's where you are June 5th. Have you ever had a situation like they had where they lost the dominant Division One pitcher in Kara, and then they went into next year thinking, "Oh, we have like five or six girls to figure out who's going to be our, you know, our pitcher on state final day." What, what's that like, even to approach as a coach? Well, one thing you need to do is, well, let me give you, okay, let me give you a good example with Sydney Snersha over at uh, over over at North Branford. When we went in this year, uh, you know, Nick and I sort of scratched our head and said. You know, we got to focus more, more on defense this year, making the plays, hitting the balls and whatnot, because you don't have somebody who's going to strike out 16 kids and, and it's one to nothing and all you got to do is, is suicide or run home or, or whatnot. So it changes the dynamics of the way you need to coach because now you need to coach defense. Uh, hit a million ground balls, hit a million fly balls, throw it to the right bases, do what you need to do. And that's the way you have to play until your pitcher – either moves up or you, you know, you, you, you pitch the way she lets you, you know, you play the way she lets you pitch. That's the way it is when you get a new pitcher. Who is the girl you got to really watch out for in something that you think really might have an impact on, uh, on, uh, uh, I'm sorry. I didn't get that. Uh, Southern. And, uh, is there a girl or or girls you think will have a really big impact for them or, or somebody to watch out for? Um, no, it's the third baseman. I can't remember her name. My God. Uh, she's going to UMass. The girl that's going to UMass for something for the place third oh. base. She's a number oh. three hitter. God. Oh. But you know she can she can she can be the difference. Um, and, and to say one kid's going to win a game, no. It it, it all comes it all comes down to uh, how they pitch. Um, you know, in, in 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 inning for inning in the situation, who's going to come through with a clutch hit? I guess is the best way to put it. Right. Who's yeah. going to come up clutch? Uh, that's Abby Lamson. She had the two-run home Absolutely. run against Cheshire uh, that yep. Yep. temporarily yep. put them in front of the game. <laughs> yeah, I got you. Well, and, and uh, Jackie Jackie did the right thing in walking her with runners on second and third too. So you mm. know uh, you don't let the best you don't let the best kid beat you in that spot. No. Uh, 
So, you know, it, it, it should be a real good game. It should be a very, very, very good game. Well, tell me a little bit about NFA. Uh, you know, Brian, he's been knocking on the door, and Cheshire always, uh, you know, always seemed to find a way to beat them. Finally, like, karma reversed itself, and they, he got his. And I, well, pretty good, pretty good job. I, Another guy that coaches, a very very good coach, and I, I think what happened to them this year, they ran into they ran you know they ran into a bit of a rut um, because they had for some reason or other they had trouble scoring runs in the middle of the year. I know when when East Haven beat them, uh, I'm not taking anything away from East Haven. East Haven certainly did beat them fair and square, but the run production seemed to fall off just a little bit, which can happen. But guess guess what? They they regrouped, did what they had to do, and uh, you know they they they. they are where they are uh, because of so of Sophia when uh, uh, when when Bailey Camo got hit in the hand with with, with the uh, you know with the line drive and whatnot um, you know so Sophia DeCoco came in and she does pitch for me in the summer mm. uh, came in Cole Stone from right field and just made an made an assertion that she looked around and said you know what the umpire's been calling. Uh, low pitches of what? So she went in and threw a drop curve and a drop and induced a million ground balls and got out of the game. Kudos <laughs> yeah, what, to can, her. what can you tell us about her? I guess having coached her, then and obviously you know she'll sort of be the girl next year. But what you know, what can you tell us about her? Absolutely. Well, uh, really, really, really smart kid. Going to go to somewhere high academic and whatnot. And she's a student of the game. She assesses everything. She'll, she'll, she'll. If an umpire establishes his own, that's where she's going to throw the ball. Okay, if it's inside, she'll work inside. If it's outside, she'll work outside. Okay, she prefers to keep the ball low in the zone, and hopefully that's where the umpire's calling it. But if not, because you're not going to get the umpire, uh, uh, you know, wherever the umpire establishes the zone, she'll pitch to it, and without making too many mistakes. So kudos to her. But I will tell you this: I did hear that uh, uh, Bailey's going to come back. Probably going to come back and pitch. I know a few people that know her father, and uh, the word around the word around is that she, at all costs, is going to try to pitch if she possibly can. Yeah, I would imagine you don't want to do that. You're a senior. I mean, I, I, I don't yeah, know how especially the sort of the redemption tour that they're on. I mean, uh, they've sort of avenged a lot of you know tough defeats even in the last year. So to sort of finish your career with how it's going would definitely probably what you'd want to be doing. Uh, I would think if it's in the best interest, if she can do it in the best interest of the team, that she will be on the mound. Yeah, um, I mean another thing with this, well, yeah, as Brian just kind of brought up here about NFA, about NFA is they stacked their schedule up. They were uh, they were they were determined to play all these great teams, and I think that really helped them. What do you think, Coach? Well, a- absolutely. I mean, you know, you don't want to go around scheduling scheduling people that that just going to wind up beating. Uh, uh, with ease because it doesn't test you at all. It doesn't test your pitching. Doesn't test your 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 defense, and it doesn't test where you think you may wind up or where you could be come state tournament time or come playoff time. Uh, you know, you schedule the best people that can, so you get a lot once again. So you get a loss early in the season. You're, you're losing to you know if you get an East Haven like NFA did, whoever they play, they're playing the best competition. It only makes you better come around uh, come around June. It's what you should do. Absolutely. Uh, so, who do you who do you think, Coach? Uh, who do you give the edge to in this uh, sh- this class double L showdown? Um, I, I I would I would say I'm going to give the edge to NFA. Hmm. Um, I know Southington Southington plays very 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 well. Um, you know, so I, but I would think that the pitching and the hitting for NFA um, probably could hold sway here. But once again, count Southington out at your own risk. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so you can't go to all the games. Where, where are we going to see you this weekend, Coach? <laughs> well, Seymour, Seymour, and uh, Seymour and Waterford at one o'clock is the uh, is the prime stop. Um, and I'll try to get over probably to see NFA, NFA and whatnot if I can, you know. If I can, I'll try. I'll try to go where I can. But the Seymour game is the first stop, obviously. Friday night, you're going to see East Haven uh, Massac. Oh me, yeah. I'll, 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 oh, sorry, you're asking him. I thought you said Ryan. Sorry, go on. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, no. I said, uh, uh, Coach, you're going to be. At, I, mean, I, I would assume Massac East Haven. Yes. Okay. Definitely. Well, I think it's going to be a great weekend of uh, of softball. It always is. It's always fun. There's always some great games of softball. And, you know, the finals is great. It's a really fascinating. Uh, what we uh, the teams that we like you said the teams that we thought were going to be here. Hey, you know the teams that just uh, the beat them were, were just better. They just got better throughout the year, so I hear a theme. So, yeah. well, um, I don't think that I don't, I, and I'm sorry, I don't think there was any standout pitchers that you thought going into the game that was going to beat you one nothing, and you weren't going to put the ball in play. Maybe that's a little bit, 
uh, a way not to say it, but you know, you just had to go. You had to go into every game this year and bring your best game, or you're going to be in trouble. And that's just the way it turned out. And that's the parody of good softball. The softball is the best it's been all year, competitive-wise. And this is where you stand with uh, with these teams where they are, and everybody's deserving to get here. They all played very, very well. Yeah, it's been a great season. So, Coach, we really appreciate you coming on here. You got giving us your little insight. You know, nobody knows a game like you. Uh, I mean, if they do, it's you're up there with them. So, <laughs> but uh, we really appreciate you coming on and just giving us a little insight and uh have a great weekend watching these games we're really excited so uh you know thanks for coming on yeah thank you so much thank you gentlemen we appreciate it we'll see you on the field all right neil bye-bye bye all right well there you have it ryan we hear from the great neil swanchak who knows everybody and sees every game basically it feels like you know um and there it is uh the 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 theme of the show the theme of the year is it's not how you play when you start it's how you play when you finish and i think that goes for every sport but especially now in this softball this year and so we have so we have some great games coming up and time to break it all down so what do you got what let's see where are you going to start oh yeah just first wanted to thank neil it was great to get that uh you know sort of perspective ahead of the finals uh, he obviously knows more than everyone about the sports that was really cool but um yeah i guess we'll i guess we'll start with uh we'll start a class essay and work our way up what do you think yeah well, i mean we talked about all these all these teams and um and uh i don't know <laughs> there's not much else to say other than we got to make some picks here so um looking at that first game you know uh i mean look, i can't really go against uh cog and talk here i mean they've been won what 11 titles or whatever the heck it is uh and uh just the way they beat holy cross in that semi i i think they're uh they're their favorite here and i'm gonna pick them to win yep me too yeah okay so that's two cog and chogs over summers <laughs> in class s let's go to class m kenny Pereira's seymour wildcats against the waterford uh the waterford uh what's their neck oh lancers lancers it's the lancers burrows and the lancers and all those girls out there you go first this time. What do you think, Seymour? Yeah, yeah, make me go first. Uh, I, I, yeah, I guess I'll go Seymour very hesitantly. I, I, I think it's going to be high scoring. I just think whoever gets, whoever has those more hits with runners in scoring position, you know, saw that last last round with Notre Dame how it befell them so bad. So I think Seymour wins a nine eight game. They've been on the side both sides of those so far this year. So yeah, I'm going to go with Waterford here. Actually, you know, I feel like Waterford's like title town. You know, they're up there. Yeah. You know, they they're winning basketball titles. They're gonna be playing for a baseball title. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna go against the grain here. I picked the cats to get here uh, on our last show. Uh, I'm gonna have to go with Waterford. I think. Uh, I mean, just for the same reason why I picked them to get here, which was eh, two shows ago, right? I just went. Eh, yeah. I don't know, just because. <laughs> yeah, and that's why I can't go against Seymour now if I picked him from the start. So, all right, let's jump over to class L. Uh, this is a really fascinating one. I mean, we, we basically got your take speed uh, with Massick, but uh, East Haven just does not know uh, does not know how to die quietly like uh, like young teams of their ilk are supposed to. What do you think right. of this game? Yeah, I think Massick's going to win. I mean, again, with not as much confidence as Cog and Chog, but I just I could see East Haven's inexperience popping up in the when they try to feel the ball, which Massick's going to make them feel the ball a ton. Right. I feel like the same way. I feel like Massick's just you have a veteran team like that. They've been through it before. They've been to a state championship game. They won a state championship game. Meg McFarlane, Matty Prokop. Uh, I mean, you know, I, 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 as, I think East Haven's going to give it a run. I think they're going to give it a shot. But, uh, you know, I think it's going to be, be going to be too much Massick. And I mean, I picked them. Well, I didn't pick them to win. I picked St. Nope. Joseph to win this thing. So you did. But I'm going to go with Massick uh, as my auxiliary pick here. We're both going Massick, but uh, what a great run by East Haven. He's yeah, and I think East Haven's going to be able to hit the ball, too. I, I don't think they're going to be shut out or anything at all. Um, but I think I think Massick will just put, you know, do what they did against North Haven a little more often, not having to go against Lauren Card. And finally, the <laughs> the shruggy emoji class double L final. Uh, NFA Southington. I mean, uh, what do you think? <laughs> I don't. I, no, I think I think I like NFA. Yeah, I mean, as I, picking against Southington sounds so weird, but I just it feels like it's there. Like this is destiny stuff for NFA. Yeah. I mean, that like this is you know sort of a dream run there that that they're on, and they totally deserve it. And I, I just I think they're gonna 
They're going to avenge their earlier season defeat to Southington this time, I think. What was the final of that game again? It was 5-3, but um, Southington actually built a 5-0 lead by the seventh inning. Mm, so right. they you know, they had some really key hits in the middle of the game to build that lead. So obviously Southington's more than capable of winning this. This is the definition of a coin flip, I think. Yeah, all right. Well, speaking of it, since you took uh, NFA, I'm going to go Southington just because. I know it's an easy one for me. I mean, you know, I, I you know, you can't go wrong with a legacy program like that. I mean, I would like to see that would be great if to, if NFA won. I think that would be a good story. Um, you know, especially since we had Brian on uh, earlier this year, um, right in the it kind of got squeezed in the middle of that state or that that league tournament week. So I don't think a lot of people got to listen to it. But if you do get a chance, please check that out. Uh, you know, we you can talk. He'll he basically gives you the whole rundown of his team and what it's been able to do this year. So I'm going to go Southington, though. Um, Davina get some back on top, you know, and uh, it's just hard to think that, it, you know, if it's going to be one of these one of these legacy teams, one of these teams are going to win, your Seymour, your Coggetrug, or your or your Southington. So I'm going to go with Southington in that one. Um, so I think that's, that, that about wraps it up. So let's just quickly run it down again. We both have Coggetrug in Class S. You went with Seymour. I went with Waterford in Class M. We both went with Mastic in Class L. And we split. You got NFA and I got Southington in Class Double L. So what do you think about the rest of the week? And you're, I'm all fired up. What do you think? Yeah, I can't wait. I mean, it'll be over in a flash. I mean, in 48 hours, you know, it'll be just the start of the uh, NFA Chester game and that, or NFA Southington. And that just, that sort of wraps up the whole season. And it could be we could be looking at Massick starting number one and ending number one after a sort of a windy path there. Yeah, which would be very fascinating. Now, right. I'll I'll be at that Class L game on uh, Friday night. Uh, I believe you'll be there as well. Where are you going on Saturday? Yep. Yeah, I'll be at uh, Chester. Uh, I keep saying Chester. I don't know why. <laughs> because I'll be at we, we we thought they'd be here. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I'm maybe I'm just used to you know seeing them in the last few weeks but yeah, i'll be at nfa southington i'm really looking forward to that one it'll be fun it'll be it's kind of cool that that's the last game you know the last softball game of the season yeah, yeah it's a fitting one that you know we'll know what had happened to Massick and east haven the night before for as far as number one you know and if Massick somehow loses that game that could be for number one if not yeah. it's probably for number two i would think yeah absolutely and just nfa has not won a state championship before so no. That's you know that's that's the story going into it. Winning a first day title by beating the team that's won more class double L's than you know most. Have they won the most or Amity? Do you know? Ah, uh, put me on the spot. <laughs> I think Amity has Mister Mister Amity grad. Yeah, but, so I mean, Southington is just like you said. They're just you know to to win your first day championship against a team like that is you know it just would be amazing. Yeah, they're like the Wilton lacrosse team of the of this tournament here. They. You, you know, it wasn't a great regular season by any stretch of mind. They lost to a lot of these teams, but then in the in the in the tournament, they're beating them all. It's like the revenge tour. They're the Wilton lacrosse team of the, or maybe Wilton's the the, the NFA of uh, of the lacrosse tournament. I don't know. And like doing. just like you know, Neil said, it's because of the parity. I'm sure it's the same over boys lacrosse, where all those schools were kind of close, you know, talent wise. And I think that's what we've seen in this softball, you know, these softball tournaments as well. Yeah. Oh, of course, uh, we will be at all the championships. Just me and it's hard. We can't divide ourselves up. And I'll, um, we'll, we'll be at all the championship games, covering covering it for you on Game Time CT. And uh, so I guess I will call that a podcast, like a championship preview podcast. We thank Neil Schwanchak for coming on. He is the man. I mean, I remember yep. he was there at Amity. He started at Amity the year that I was graduating, which is crazy to me. Uh, we talked a little. Because it was so recent, that. right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was yesterday. <laughs> no, going back to 1994 when I was a senior in high school, which, yikes, 25 years old. Anyway, uh, so uh, thank you, Ryan, very much. Enjoy the games this weekend. For Ryan Lacey, I'm John Patrick Bowley. This has been Inside the Circle on Game Time CT.